Nehemiah 1 verse 2 to 4 says, One of my brothers came from Judah with some other men, and I questioned them about the Jewish remnant that had survived the exile, and also about Jerusalem. They said to me, Those who survived the exile and are back in the province are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down, and its gates have been burned with fire. When I heard these things, I, being Nehemiah, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fast and prayed before the God of heaven. Welcome to Chronicles Ministries. Now last week, or whenever you, you uh, looked at it, but we, we looked at Ezra the last time. And um, Ezra was a man who dedicated his life to studying and teaching God's word. A man who was called to go, called to go to God's people in Jerusalem, and he went. He moved forward in full faith, even though the journey was very long and very dangerous. Now this week, um, we're going to look back and be reminded of a man named Nehemiah. Now Nehemiah, from the first uh, chapter 1, verse 2 to 4, Nehemiah asks about the state of the Israelites, his people, they're his people, he is a Jewish man, and the state of the city. Now the city was a city that God had given the Israelites many years ago. It's what they called the promised land. And the report that was given was dim. Now the bad state of the people and the bad state of the city walls were intimately, intimately connected. In the ancient world, foreign to us today, but in the ancient world, a city without walls was a completely open city that was vulnerable to its enemies. They had no defense or no protection. The, 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 those living in an unwalled city lived in constant stress and tension. They never knew when they might be attacked and brutalized. Every man, woman, and child would have lived in constant fear. Now, Nehemiah had the heart to ask, and when he heard the state of the city, he knew how this would affect his fellow Jewish family, if you will. He sat down, and he wept and mourned for several days. He fasted, and he prayed before the God of heaven. Now, the prayer, we have a, um, we have a record of the prayer, and I'm going to move forward to 1 verse 11, and we learn that Nehemiah was a cupbearer to the king. He worked within the monarchy. He worked directly with the king. And you may think that an important man like Nehemiah had more important things to think about than a distant city he had never been to because he was born in captivity. And a group of people, the Jewish people, living there, most of whom he never met, but yet they were his people. And because he had a heart that was for the things of God, he thought of God's people. And he thought about the land God had promised them. Nehemiah lived in Persia. His body physically was in Persia, but his heart his heart interests were in Jerusalem, some 800 miles away. Nehemiah, like Ezra, left the palace of Persia to go to a broken city, the city of Jerusalem, to help and to be a leader. He was going to answer the call God had put on his heart. And here we have another man being called to go, and he goes. God was going to use Nehemiah in a different way than he used Ezra, 
Yes, he was going to use Nehemiah to do something about the distressing physical situation in Jerusalem. Interesting to note that God first did a work on Nehemiah. He prepared him and he started preparing Nehemiah many years before the call to go um, by placing him in the important position that he was in. Not only that, note that God gave Nehemiah a heart for God's people. God was preparing a leader and God does not change. He is the same yesterday, today and tomorrow. So here's the thing. We are all leaders to some extent or another. And where, I ask, where has God placed you in order to prepare you to answer whatever call he has for you? And when the call comes, will you go? Will you recognize it? Will you recognize it and will you go? Leaders like Nehemiah, leaders like you and I today, big or small, tasks must be prepared for difficult work because it won't be easy. It won't be. There is no winning without warfare and there is no opportunity without opposition and there is no victory without vigilance. You can pretty much be guaranteed that when God's people, when you and I say, let's rise and build, Satan will say, let's rise and oppose. It will happen. Now, before Nehemiah moves forward, the first thing he does after he hears the state of Israel and Jerusalem, he sat down, he wept, and he prayed. Now, back to verse 11, where we find out that he is a cupbearer. The end of his prayer goes like this. Lord, let your ears be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to the prayers of your servants who delight in revering your name. Give your servant, Nehemiah, success today by granting him favor in the presence of this man. I was a cupbearer to the king. So, grant him favor in the presence of this man is the king. Is the king that he's a cupbearer for. Nehemiah had big vision and he prayed. And he listened. And he knew that through him, God was going to correct a problem that had been around for approximately 150 years. He had faith. His vision was going to be accomplished through God. Now, reading through the book of Nehemiah, when you read through the book of Nehemiah, you will see the proof that seemingly impossible things are possible through prayer and hard work. When people, when you and I, when Nehemiah is determined to trust and obey God, when they put God's interests first, like Nehemiah, like Ezra, we need to be sure of our God. Are you sure of him? Are you sure of who he is like they were? Are you sure of what he can do in and through you like they were? We need to act with God and for God, even though it will mean strenuous effort. We, like Nehemiah, need to refuse all compromise. When God wants to accomplish a work, he always always prepares his workers and puts them in the right place at the right time. God prepared Nehemiah to be a strong, savvy leader. Like many since his time, Nehemiah's greatness came from asking great things of a great God and attempting great things in reliance on God. Will you dare? Will you dare? 
to take, a, take the lead of a man like Nehemiah? And will you dare to ask our great God for great things for God? Now, notice when I read that first or two to four to you, that Nehemiah's first answer to his vocation, to his passion, to his work was not action, but it was prayer. Prayer that lasted for about four months. This period of waiting upon God is not to be regarded as a sign of weakness because when you read through the rest of the narrative of the, narrative of the book, you will see that Nehemiah was a force not to be reckoned with. He was a man of action who fully relied on God, but he went to God first. If you have received a vocation, a job, a mission to serve God, such a time of testing and waiting is often to be expected. Prayer during such a period is, is a great indication whether the call has been genuine and whether the commitment to the call is unwavering. So expect a, a delay. Go to God in prayer and ask because God is still looking for people who care. People who, like Nehemiah, cared enough to ask for the facts, weeped over the, weeped over the needs, and prayed for God's help and direction, and then, and then volunteered to get the job done. Now, as I often say, um, we are not, not Nehemiah, and we do not live in the same circumstances as Nehemiah, as Ezra, or the people of Israel. But the principles are still the same. Does your heart ache for spiritual and physical? Let me say that again. Does your heart ache for the spiritual and physical well-being for those who believe, but also for those who need to hear about Jesus? Does it ache for those within the church? Big capital C, within the church, and those who need the church. Again, big capital C. Does it ache for those who are hurting, hungry, lonely, in danger, struggling, sick? Does it ache? Where has God placed you? Where are you working, volunteering, living? Who is around you? What is God teaching you? How is he developing you? Are you willing to look at your life through these lenses? Now Ezra devoted his life, as we stated last week, to the studying and teaching of God, God's word. And when it was time for Ezra to move, he was ready to go. And he went to where God wanted him to go. Even though the journey was long and dangerous, he lived it out in his faith. Nehemiah was not a prophet. He was a working man with a rather interesting job. Um, it would be what we call an, a government job. God was preparing him for the call to go. God gave Nehemiah a big vision, a big heart for God, his promises, his ways, and his people. For today... This is where we stop and ponder. To some degree, all of us have the same call as Ezra or Nehemiah or maybe even a little bit of each. I have been asking God to give me vision like he did with Nehemiah. I am asking God to give me a heart that cares to the same depth as Nehemiah's did for God himself, for his promises, for his people. And I am asking God to continue to train me
so that when the call comes, whether it's big or small, I am ready because of his enablement. I am asking for the privilege to serve him by doing his kingdom work. Nehemiah worked for an earthly king and he did it well. It prepared him to serve his king of kings. The vision was there. The call came and on his knees he went. Where does God have you? How is he preparing you? Only you and God can answer that. What has he stirred within you? What passion do you have deep within you that lines up with the heart of God? Will you join me this coming week? Will you spend some time in prayer and quiet reflection? Nothing, absolutely nothing in your life or my life is by chance. Will you ask God for vision? Or will you thank him for the vision, the passion that he's already placed within you? Where is it? Who is it for? Where is God sending you? It's someone or somewhere. It just is. Will you thank him for all that he is doing in your life to prepare you to join in with the the Nehemiahs and the Ezras? And read the account of Nehemiah. Watch how God is faithful to Nehemiah. It was not easy. It never is. Not at all. But Nehemiah, like Ezra, lived by faith and moved forward, eyes focused on God, God's way, God's people, God's promises. Will you have the courage, like Nehemiah, to ask the question, Will you have the courage to weep? Will you have the heart to weep for the need? And will you have the courage to trust the passion that God has placed within you? And I'll say that again. Will you have the courage to trust the passion that God has placed within you? And will you, like Nehemiah, bow before God and begin your vocation in prayer? March on, my friends in faith until we meet again. Amen.